What is going on, everyone? Welcome back. We are in a new year, <laughs> and it has been forever since we have made a podcast. It has been a while. So we're trying to jump back onto the podcast bandwagon. Yeah, so it's actually kind of hard for us with our schedules to do it weekly. So hopefully we can keep it on somewhat of a regular schedule, but it might not be a weekly schedule. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll just see how it goes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekly Breakdown. My name is Josh. And my name is Taylor. And we are the WDW Couple. This Weekly Breakdown, every single podcast that we release and produce and do, is always brought to you by Gold Gal Getaways. No matter the trip, whether you have small kids, big kids, or no kids at all, uh, we have an agent who can help you plan your next destination vacation, whether it's to Florida or anywhere around the world. You can submit a a, uh, a quote in the show notes uh, or you can head on over to goldgalegetaways.com and uh, it's pretty easy to go from there mm-hmm. uh, this is also brought to you by JTR Media we have been uh, we've actually been doing pretty well we've got a few videos <laughs> yeah. out there um, if you guys haven't seen we just uh, did like a little behind the scenes video mm-hmm. and published that a lot of people really like that um, and if you don't know what JTR Media is it's like our little videography services business yeah. that we have going on so um, we have done some proposals some family vacations some weddings we actually have a Disney fairy tale wedding coming up this spring that we are super excited about yep. so all kinds of stuff going on with that. But if you would like to submit a quote, you can go to www.jtrmedia.org or you can email info at jtrmedia.org. And, oh wait, this is in August. We have just announced that we are booking for our second group cruise. Didn't really just announce. We, we announced it a while ago. This is kind of us announcing it on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So we are going on a Disney group cruise, our first Disney group cruise. Um, It's on the Disney Fantasy. It's a three-night bohemian cruise out of Port Canaveral, which is basically only an hour away from Walt Disney World. If you stay on property beforehand going on a Disney cruise, you can actually take Disney Cruise Line transportation. It does cost per person, but it's actually not that bad compared to other transportation that you would have to arrange. It's very convenient. Yes. Um, Picks you right up at your resort. So you can join us on our group cruise by booking through Gold Gale Getaways. We do have a quote form in the show notes. Um, or you can e- email events at goldgalegetaways.com. We'll be excited. doing, you know, some group activities and um, probably do fish extender gifts. And we'll also be stopping at Castaway Key, the yes. best place in paradise that we've been so far. <laughs> so far. We say that because in two weeks... Or about three weeks' time, we will be on Coco Cay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Royal Caribbean's new and improved private island. So Yeah, so they've had the island, but it's been improved. way updated. Yeah. So like Josh said, we are going on our very first group cruise January 26th, 2020, just a couple weeks away to February 2nd. We are so excited. It's Can't a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas. It, it's literally like two weeks away. It literally is. And Josh was just asking me before we walked in here to film this podcast, oh, I see you're packing your suitcase already. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, it's coming up. Two weeks early, <laughs> she's packing a, a suitcase. It's not that early. Anyways, this week, uh, just kind of getting into this next part, which has been part of the podcast for a while, 
uh, since the beginning is also the topic of this week, which is Run Disney. If you guys don't know, I just completed the my first ever Run Disney Dopey Challenge for Walt Disney World Marathon, uh, which was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Live stream, both the half marathon and the full marathon. He's the, crazy, but he did it. The live stream for the full actually went really well, aside from the end. But Yeah, it did. Um, it was really great. I appreciate literally every single person who was on there cheering me on, helping me get through. I hope that I inspired um, a few people to get out and try it, but know that many of you who were on there watching and commenting were a huge inspiration to me as well. So yeah, um, to keep going and pushing through to the end. I, there. Yes, I really appreciate it. It was super was, hot. I was dying, you know. <laughs> I was watching the live stream myself from the finish line, cheering him on. And like people, he was starting to complain, like, I'm getting really tired. I'm getting really hot. And the comments were just flying yeah, with like were. trying to give him motivation to get to the end of the race. And we actually got so many people to share the live stream and join in on the live stream. We had a thousand people watching yeah, as really Josh cool. ran into the finish line, which was awesome. Well, and all the money that was donated during that live stream and during the half marathon live stream is actually getting donated back to the Dragon Master. Sure. Oh, the Dragon Master Foundation. Leads us to yeah. uh, this next thing. So, yeah, Taylor said ran it with uh, Dragon Master Foundation. I have now officially signed up for Star Wars Marathon, half marathon in April. Um, and I will be doing the... You're doing the rival run. The rival run, I think, which is the 10K and the half. So mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday, um, I'm also doing that with Dragon Master Foundation. Mm -hmm. So um, something new this year, what they're really pushing for um, is there is a, a young kid. His name's Jace. He's 20 years old. He was just um, diagnosed, like, I guess now it's almost, I think, like eight months ago. Yeah, it's been a little while. With uh, what's called DIPG. It's a very aggressive brain cancer um, that normally affects kids that are only um, like three years old. Like that's usually when they see it. Um, and most of the time they only last for about nine months. Um, it seems to be, I think, a little bit more aggressive with kids who get it a little bit older. Um, and what's really great is that Jace, who was diagnosed with this uh, a while ago, um, was really starting to show a lot of symptoms. Uh was uh, having problems speaking, was having problems walking. They introduced uh, this new drug, uh, and this drug basically has turned his life around. So he is mm -hmm. extremely healthy right now. He's a pre-law student, um, and this drug they need to – Drag Master Foundation is trying to get this um, – approved get it kind of continue the funding going so this year they're trying to raise $125,000 for that so um, that's what this is really all about uh, you know these run Disney events that I'm doing so I dare dare I say it but I may do uh, my first wine and dine as well with Dragon Master Foundation so you'll just have to wait and find out but I would really appreciate any donations um, you can find them in the show notes you can find them in the description of the video and uh, go through that if you can just donate a few dollars it doesn't have to be a ton you know a little bit really goes a long way to help um, some of these kids get to have an extra birthday have another christmas uh, with their friends and their family so mm -hmm. and all this money goes straight to them you're not yep. donating to us and we're giving it to them i right. mean we did through the live stream but well, that was a little chats, different super chats are different yeah but, but yes this way you donate straight to the dragon master foundation but like i said yeah. we don't keep any of the money anyway and, it goes and, straight to them and to speak of that with the super chats too when those come in um, it's not like I'm taking what YouTube then divides and gives to us. 
So whatever people donated, I can still see that on the analytics. Mm -hmm. Whatever people donated, like that's what goes. So mm -hmm. um, it, there's still like more money that comes out of our pocket, I, I guess, in a way from the YouTube check. But but we're donating um, it anyway. But, so yeah, it's all going back. So mm -hmm. um, no real news stories this week, except for when this podcast gets launched, it will be the opening day of Festival of the Arts. Yes. I won't be there. Uh, I'll be working. But I plan on being there. Taylor has to be there. Uh, so she'll be there. I'm off still. So. Trying some food, maybe mm -hmm. a few drinks. Maybe. All uh, by myself. Know. We'll see. Maybe I'll head it up over on the weekend. So you we'll can. see what happens. But <laughs> anything else to add before we move into this week's breakdown? I don't really think so. I think that's pretty much it. I'm excited for this cruise. I am really excited for this group. It's going to be really cool. I can't believe it's coming so soon. I know. Yeah, so with our group cruises, before we jump into this, um, we didn't know if we were going to get everybody something, you know, for coming on the cruise with us, but we decided, like, back in December that we want to do something for each cruise. So everybody is purchasing their own group shirt so we can get a group photo, but then we're actually getting them something to go with it that kind of matches it. Um, but then they'll be able to use it the rest of the cruise. So we're actually going to do this for every single group cruise that we have and have like a different theme or different color or yeah, something. So like a little, I'm pretty a little excited gift. about it. Yeah, Say a little like and... thank you for like coming with us on our group cruise. Because, yeah. I mean, we're excited to meet you guys too. So Absolutely. <laughs> all right. This week's breakdown is all about Run Disney uh, race events, everything that you need to know. Uh, more specifically, we're going to be talking about Marathon Weekend because that's kind of where we were just at. That's what we covered. But everything that we really talk about with Marathon Weekend um, really translates. It, it, it goes right over into basically every other run Disney race that you are going to do, aside from maybe Paris. Paris might be a little bit different over in Disneyland Paris um, but because it's the only other place that you can run, run Disney events right now. Yeah, so you actually used to be able to run in Disneyland, but I think because of some of the construction that they have going on in, like, DCA and Disneyland and stuff, that, like, they ended up pausing some of that. Yeah. So there are actually no races right now. Any races that they did have, um, they have kind of converted over to being, like, virtual races. So you basically do that on your own. Yep. So I know a lot of people are upset about that because they did like running in Disneyland, but I think it has something to do with like Anaheim as well, from what I have heard. So yeah, I guess it was really crazy, terrible. Yeah. So so hopefully they eventually get that back up and running because I do think that would be cool to it do was, like the official Kessel Run. Yes, do the race in Walt Disney World and the race out in Disneyland for mm -hmm. like the Star Wars weekends. So yeah. that would so, be awesome. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, there are several Run Disney events that are occurring here at Walt Disney World uh, throughout the year. Uh, those are Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, which uh, occurs every January. Mm -hmm. The one that we're really going to be talking about um, this week. I mean, yeah, this week on this podcast. Uh, the next is the Disney Princess Half Marathon, which uh, occurs during February. We have never done that one before. Mm -hmm. um, Dragon Master Foundation is actually not doing it this year either. Then we have Star Wars Rival Run Weekend, uh, which occurs in April, and the date tends to shift in April. Uh, yes. The weekend shifts a lot. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but they change it up. Um, and then we have Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon uh, here as well in November. Mm-hmm. Food uh, and Wine Festival. Yes. So, there, I mean, there, the only one that you have in an actual full marathon is 
is Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Everything yes. else is only a half, a 10K, and I believe a 5K yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So they have challenges during the other weekends as well. So the challenges include the 10K and the half marathon since there is no full marathon just during marathon weekend, which is what we are going to talk about this week because we've only ever done one of the Star Wars run Disney events. We've never done Princess and we've never done Wine and Dine. So I think those are two things that you or us should add to our list just to experience Uh, I mean, Wine and Dine has always just seems to be so hit or miss with weather and normally hot craziness. Um, So I've kind of always avoided doing it. Uh, Also, because I think it's like a time of the year where we're already so busy with Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff going on. But and that starts like the holiday season, too. So, yeah, it is a little crazy then. So, Walt Disney World Marathon, if you guys don't know, occurs over a span of five days. It starts on a Wednesday and it ends on a Sunday. Uh, And you're going to have a race on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You're going to have an expo, which uh, starts on Wednesday and runs to Saturday. I actually thought this year it was going to be on Sunday as well because of how they changed up the course. I was wrong. Yeah, uh, so there are four races, uh, the 5K, the 10K, the half, and the full. And with that, like Taylor was saying, there are challenge races as well. So... Uh, there is Goofy, mm-hmm. and then there is Dopey, and then the other four races that you can do individually. So this year, um, I did the Dopey. Woo woo! Bought yep. my bought my bling. So the Goofy challenge is just the half marathon and the full marathon. I say just. I mean, well, it's it's the half marathon and the full marathon yeah. is the Goofy challenge. So instead of signing up for those individually, you can sign up for them together as the Goofy challenge. Or if you want to be dopey, like Josh was dopey. Uh, it's um, like legit dopey. <laughs> um, you can do all four races, the five, the ten, the half, and the full four days in a row. Yeah. And you are getting up really early for all that. Yeah, so <laughs> there are some people who don't get up as early. They will um, really wait till the last second to get to Epcot, which is fine as long as you're making it there. But um, for me, I, I just I, I like to be there early, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, two years ago I was in the C Corral and somehow I ended up in the H Corral this year, which was terrible um, because it, it's – you're just you're so far back, um, and there's just some areas where it's really congested and it's hard to get through. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm all the way at the back and one of those back corrals, I got to be there early because I want to get to the very front of that corral and be able to get out ahead of those people in the first wave. And the other thing is, I mean, we'll elaborate about this more later too, but um, you need to get there early because of traffic. Yes. Traffic is the worst thing. So our friends, the Brookharts, Peter runs all the races too. He did the Dopey Challenge. And um, I was talking to Sarah the one morning. We were at the starting line together. And um, their alarm didn't go off. So somebody called them at like 345 and they're like, where are you guys? And they were like, oh my gosh, we slept through our alarm. Well, they didn't end up getting to Epcot until like 510 because they sat in traffic for almost an hour. Yeah waiting to come into Epcot because traffic was backed up so far. Like, it was insane. Crazy. Crazy. And this was not just, like, one day. It was like that. It gets like that every day. So. Yes. Yeah. It is good to be there early. (laughs) So, um, all right. So, let's move into kind of what goes into the race weekend, what you need to expect, what you should be on the lookout for. So, um, Wednesday starts Marathon Weekend. It is only an expo, and it is held over at ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex. And... 
If you guys don't know what that is, it is a complex that is full of gymnasiums, arenas, arenas football fields, soccer fields, baseball fields. Um, the Atlanta Braves used to come down and practice there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're doing that anymore. But this is going to be the place where you're going to come in and pick up your bib. Um, this is going to be the place where you buy official Run Disney merchandise. This is the place where Cheer Squad pickup is. This is the place where you can buy like other it's like vendor all the, merchandise. Yeah, all the expo vendors are there as well for like UFOs, sandals, and like the recovery sandals that you yeah. didn't wear once this weekend or last weekend. <laughs> well, so yeah, I didn't. They were in a Because I, I like to keep them inside because I don't want to take them outside and get them dirty. So I can wear them around inside of our place. But he didn't wear them after the race in their recovery shoes. We were in Caribbean <laughs> Beach in a room. There's no need for me to wear them. I mean, No, I, he just laid in the bed. <laughs> exactly. I, I laid in the bed like the entire time. <laughs> Except for whenever we went into Hollywood Studios on Friday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so each race utilizes a corral. Um, and that is just to manage the crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Kind of going out to the start. You know, you don't want all 25,000 people trying to get started right away. It's just, it's going to be a total terrible mess. No, and just so you know, that was not an exaggeration. Like, there's tens of thousands of people that do these races. Oh, yes. Uh, like, that's that not was an exaggeration. legit. <laughs> um, so, whenever you guys go to pick up your bid, your bib, you're going to have to have a race waiver, which they will send out early, um, and you can print out at home if you want. But if you forget, I think Taylor mentioned this actually in the video mm-hmm. that got published on Thursday, uh, that... There are computers that are set up for you to just, you can get on real quick. I think it's just like your like last name and I want to say like date of birth or something like something that. Something like that. It's really easy to look it up. And you it prints out right there. You sign it real quick. You take it down to, um, it'll tell you on there what your bib number is. And you go to like a, what do you call those? Like stands? Ten, they're they're like not tents. Kiosks, desks. Kiosk desks things. Um, and they'll have a, a binder there and you... You'll find your name, sign your name, they'll give you your bib. You also have to have your ID when you check in. Yes. Um, Because if you guys don't know, for a while there, they were having a lot, and I mean a lot, of people stealing other people's bibs. I don't know how it was happening because you should have had to have your ID anyways, but it was happening. Um, They did catch the people who did it. but It costs a lot of money to run in these races. So, like the 5Ks are like $87 a person. So these aren't cheap. So if somebody's stealing your bib, that's not yeah. good. <laughs> so have your ID. So for Marathon Weekend, usually corrals are labeled um, A through H. Mm-hmm. There was a time in like 2016 when I think we first did it. They we were, were like, like P. Yeah, they were. it was like A through P. Um, but I think they did less waves back then. So that's just when I say waves, it's just how people get released um, mm-hmm. at the starting line. So. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. What would you say about the expo being that we're on uh, at the expo? Okay, so here's what I would say that we did wrong about the expo this year. And I don't think we realized that this was going to happen. So we got to the expo at like 9. And for some reason, Josh thought it would be a good idea to go get in line to wait for his bib. There is never, ever, ever a line to go in and get bibs. Because there are so many stations and it's so spread out. You may wait three minutes in a line to get your bib like that is the most you would ever wait so for some reason well hold on i think i think maybe there was a time before they put all the run disney merchandise in that new arena they did but that was a long that was years ago like our first half marathon 
And when they did that, when it used to be in the same building as the bib pickups, that was, I remember, they had tape outside, and they taped up the sidewalk. And, I mean, it was, I mean, we're talking hundreds of hundreds of people okay were josh is right but that was back in like 2016 well we know for but you're right we know since, for next time. since then they have built the new arena which is where only the run disney merchandise is at which is humongous yes. that's like where they have cheerleading worlds at it's huge yep. so for some reason josh thought it was a good idea to wait in that line so we stood there for an hour with like 20 people in this line freezing cold Walk, wasn't freezing cold. Walked but. right in, grabbed the bib, walked right out. So then we walked to go down to the Run Disney merchandise in the big arena. And when we walked into that big arena, there was a line so long inside that we stood there and waited for an hour before we could well, get into merchandise. In an actual line, not a line but, before something was open. But why did we wait an hour? We waited an hour because the... Not it's it really shouldn't be run Disney employee faults. It shouldn't be ESPN Wide World of Sports fault. Um, but they are somewhat to blame. The reason that we had to wait so long is because I'm they sorry. could not manage the crowds at all. If they could have managed the crowd a little bit better, we would have gotten in. I think a little bit sooner. But Maybe. they would let people in. And you guys, are, I'm sure everybody here has seen it before, where they put tape down and you stay between that tape and you, you, you know, weave. weave back and forth. And they would say, okay, we're gonna let some people in. And people were just like, we don't care that there's tape here. We're going. You're not going to stop ran. us. And I mean, like, we're talking a lot of people went through there. Once they got that under control, it moved pretty smoothly. Like, we were moving every few minutes. It did. But what we should have done is we should have went to the merchandise yes, first. Absolutely. And then gone and picked up Josh's yep. bib when we were done. And then gone in at the expo. Absolutely. Because um, we definitely did that in the wrong order this year. I remember last year... I think it was last year when I went with Anjo, like we had no problem getting into merchandise at all. So I think maybe that's why I wasn't thinking it was going to be an issue, but it was an insanely long line yeah. going into the expo this year. And we know that for next time, you know, when we go yeah. for Star Wars, um, actually, I don't even know if I'll be there opening day of the expo, but we I at least know that, you know, mm -hmm. we'll just go in there. We'll do that first and then we can get the bib pickup afterwards because yeah. it's not that big of a deal. So. Mm -hmm. That's the no, only thing oh, I would have changed. Well, there is one. So there is one other reason why you should try to get your bid pickup right away. One reason is because if you've never done a race before, whenever you can um, on online, when you're doing the bid filling out form, your race registration form, you're not doing a bid fill out form, doing your, your race registration, you can select the size of shirt. Um, and Taylor knows this uh, pretty well because. Firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, she selected a size, um, and it wasn't the right size. Well, the issue is that if you wait until like the last day, the of last the day basically, or even the day before, like on Friday, you can exchange your shirts, but they're only there to exchange until they run out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like to try and get my stuff right away, just because if they're if they've changed manufacturers on their shirts, because mm -hmm. last year the shirts were terrible, mm -hmm. um, the designs were awful. Uh, this year, I think they're. I think they're fine. I think they're um, pretty good this year. I like them. But, this is Josh's but, shirt. <laughs> but that is one reason to get there. You don't have to be there first in line. They're not going to go away the first day. But try no. to get there Wednesday On or day Thursday. One. Yeah. yeah. And and do that. So, anything else? I mean, that is a really good point. Um, that if you're there for Run Disney merchandise, or if you're planning to get something, just go to there first. Yeah. And then, back. 
Yeah, and get your bib. Cheer Squad Pickup was also there. You want to talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, so Cheer Squad Pickup was in the big arena um, where you could get your Run, Dig- Run Disney merchandise. They also had some character meet and greets in there, um, different times of day, Mickey and Goofy. But with Cheer Squad, let me just talk about Cheer Squad a little bit. For the pickup, um, Josh put it in here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So this is an advanced purchase. You can't just decide, oh, I want to be part of Cheer Squad on the day of. Um, You may be able to purchase it at the expo, but I did it in advance because they said it can sell out. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say. Usually, I think it sells out pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like first come, first serve on purchasing it. Um, So you don't get a bib number or anything like that. Basically, what you get, it's a hundred... For what I got, I got the two-day package for the half marathon and the full marathon. There's nothing for the 5 or 10K. You get... It's 100 bucks. You get a Run Disney 4-in-1 fleece blanket that you can also use as like a seat cushion if you're going to sit for a while or wrap it around your sit on it as a blanket. You get a Cheer Squad cowbell, a fan, which is also a course map that like folds up into a fan. You do get two of those, one for the half and one for the full. Um, You get reserved Walt Disney World Marathon viewing near Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom, which is first come, first served. And then you get finish line cheer zone seating, which has reserved grandstand seating. And it's actually a big section of the bleachers there, which is first come, first serve as well. And then there's like a huge standing area right along the finish line, which is actually in a perfect spot. Um, There's also hot and cold non-alcoholic beverages. They do have a beverage stand there for adult alcoholic beverages as well that you can purchase. And there are um, designated porta potties or portalettes, as they call Porter them. Porta Jones. That's yeah. what I kept saying during the live stream. <laughs> um, in that cheer zone, cheer squad section, um, which is actually really nice because you never have to wait in line for bathroom. Yeah. So did you use those designated portalettes? Yes, I did. Somebody held That's my. That's the only thing I didn't ask you. No, yeah, I did. Um, so. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because they're like, you, I like- you listen, you when you come to a Run Disney race event, I'm telling you right now, you have never seen more portalettes in your life no, in one right. location. You will have never seen more cones, more ye- orange cones yeah. on the road and more porta potties yeah. in one place at a time. Um, so... That was nice that they had drinks there. They were cold. They had sodas. They had water, whatever, as much as you wanted. They had coffee and tea, and they actually had, like, flavorings for the coffee and tea. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the porta potties, which you never had a line for. They had, like, the hand sanitizer dispensers there. They had tables with chairs out. You had the bleachers. You had the whole standing area. Um, one, And it was actually a great spot. And the spot in Magic Kingdom was pretty good as well. It was literally right in front of Cinderella Castle. You could either watch them come straight down Main Street or you could sit like kind of on the turn and watch them go into Tomorrowland. So you weren't facing the castle. The castle was like behind you, but it was still a really good spot right there. Now, what I have to say about Cheer Squad is that I probably would not do it again. It was $100 and I felt like that was not a lot of special things for 100 bucks. Like, it wasn't really worth it. The fleece blanket was nothing super special. It literally just said run Disney on like the outside part of it. And you opened it up and it was like a plain gray, gray and black blanket. Yeah. I thought it was going to have like the run Disney logo on it or be like blue and white. Like I thought it was going to be something a little bit better. Um, a little and, more creative. Yeah. Something. And then you got the cowbell and then you got like the fan, which was fine. I personally was hoping for a t-shirt that said cheer squad that on cool. it. If it came with a t-shirt, I would do it again. 
Yeah. If it like said Cheer Squad 2020 or something like that on it, I would totally do it again just to get that t-shirt and the special viewing because I did like that I didn't really have to fight for a spot. So you at think the, the special line. viewing was actually would would be worth it with a t-shirt? If it came with a t-shirt, yes. Okay. Because it doesn't come with a t-shirt, I would rather just fight my way through the crowd to get a spot or sit there and hold my spot. Now, the one nice thing was that I made friends with people at the finish line and in Magic Kingdom. So, like, we took turns going to the bathroom and holding our spots. Um, Now, I could have left my spot and easily got back up in there and just been like, oh, hey, my husband's coming right there. And they'd be like, oh, sure, step right up in, get him going through. And then I would move and they'd take their spot back. Like, that's what a lot of us were doing at Magic Kingdom and the finish line. But... I probably won't be doing that for any other events unless they decide to add a t-shirt in and then I will do it. Do they do it for everything else? Um, I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. They just, maybe they only do it for half marathons. Yeah, it wouldn't make a lot of sense for the 10K. Just because the other races aren't long enough, but yeah. yeah. So. Okay, cool. It was cool to have the experience and see what the cheer squad was because I remember the first time we went and I watched Josh run the marathon in 2016. I was like, oh, what's the cheer squad? And it sounded so cool. Like, oh, cheer squad. So official. But it may have been a little bit different back then. Maybe it was, but it didn't feel super official. Yeah. Kind of lame. Doing it myself. So maybe if they change it up a little bit, add a t-shirt or something, keep it the same price and add a t-shirt. Let me add. If they increase the price and add a t-shirt, I don't think it would be yeah. worth it. <laughs> but we'll see. I'll keep checking and just see what it says in the future. Cool. All right. So we'll move into the actual races mm-hmm. this week. So, uh, well, that had occurred last week. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to probably do a lot of talking because I was the one who actually ran everything. And Taylor can chime in with questions or comments from her mm-hmm. spectating um, throughout the race. So... Uh, yeah. So Dobby challenge, all four races, you have to get up really early. Uh, as we went into Thursday, that's the 5k race. It's located at Epcot. It starts at Epcot, ends at Epcot. Um, if you don't know, a 5k race is 3.1 miles. Um, it might sound like a really long distance. It's really, um, not if you're worried or scared. Um, 5k is a really great way to start. There is no sweeping, I believe, because it's only 3.1 miles. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what sweeping means later. Um, but it's definitely a right place for you to start. If you've never done it before, I don't know that I would encourage you to do a run Disney 5k cause it's extremely expensive mm-hmm. compared to a $20 5k that you could do at home. But, um, obviously you're not gonna have the same Disney magic. So, um, while you're out running on the 5k, you have the opportunity to meet and take photos with characters, uh, which I did and mm-hmm. run Disney has still failed to give me those photos. Yeah. We still, we only have a picture of you with Geppetto. Um, yeah. And so on the 5k race, I think, uh, how many Chippendale rescue Rangers, Geppetto beast. There was the, the girl, Oh, maybe that was a 10k. No, that was the girl Chippendale, wasn't it? Maybe that was the 10k getting them confused. Well, the Chippendale was in the same location as the girl one. Oh, okay. So that would have been two separate ones. But so you can meet the characters, um, I don't I don't know what the lines are looking like at the back of the corrals. So for my placement in the 5K and the 10K, I had an A corral. I would hold up my 
bib, but I don't know what I did with it. Not that you would really be able to see it very well. Anyways, but um, my bib is indicates that there's an A on there. Um, there's two A's. The first A is for the 5K. The second A is for the 10K. Um, and it just basically means that I'm in the very first corral. So uh, I don't know if they did waves in A. It they did. sounded like they did whenever mm-hmm. I took off. But I got to the very front of A again because I wanted to be out in front. I knew that I was going to meet characters. I didn't want to have to wait and meet any characters. And I still wanted to actually kind of try to run the race. So uh, I did that. And really minimal weights. One thing that I will say about that is that sometimes the characters are not out and ready to go. Oh, that's right. Who who came out? For the 10K, I think I missed somebody. Mad down, Hatter. The Mad Hatter down at the end. Um, and then I think I was waiting for Abu in Morocco. Um, Abu was not already out and I stopped and they're like uh Abu should be coming we don't know where he's at mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like I'm gonna give him like a minute and a half and if he's not out I'm gonna just keep going you got a minute and a half yeah <gasps> um but on during the 5k there is uh one water stop uh they have water and Powerade I skipped it you don't have to skip it uh, I just I was like I don't need water uh, I'm gonna keep going so oh before Josh continues on um he said that Disney hasn't given him his photos yet of those characters during the 5K. Disney Photo Pass is actually who does the photos during the races. Yeah. When we very first started doing Run Disney events in 2016, it was like an outsourced company. So you had to pay for those photos, yeah. which we ended up doing that because we didn't know if we were going to do another Run Disney race or not. Yeah. So we were like, my first one. Yeah, Josh was like, well, let's just buy the photos. So we bought the photos and it did come with a video like at the finish line too. It did, so, which was cool. So we bought those, but now the last like two years or so, they switched it over to Disney Photo Pass, which has been amazing. So if you have... When you get your photos. <laughs> yeah. So if you have Memory Maker when you come here on vacation or if you're doing the Run Disney races, um, or if you're like us and you're an annual pass holder and Memory Maker is included yep. with your annual pass because we have the highest annual pass, um, it's really nice because then your photos from the races are automatically included. So you don't have to pay for them extra, which is wonderful. There's a special way you have to link them using the bib number, but they give you all that information on the Road and Disney website. Which we glossed over too. When you go to the expo and you pick up your bib, you will see designated uh, PhotoPass photographers standing next to uh, those tables, kiosk windows, whatever you want to call them. Um, And what they're going to tell you to do is hold your bib up just underneath your chin and they're going to take a photo basically of your upper body um, so that they can get your face and the bib. Why are they are doing that? Because they're using uh, very advanced facial, facial recognition um, combined with your bib number. So those photos get analyzed by some crazy AI system that says it can read the number that's in the photo. And then it can attach that with crazy software to your face. Mm-hmm. So you'll also realize that sometimes you get other people's photos that pop up in your thing. Yeah, there was actually a lady's number. So Josh's bib number was... Yes, there's a lady apparently who looks like me. No, she doesn't. Her bib number was looked just like yours. Oh, did it? So Josh's bib number was 27721. Hers was 21121. Oh. And the ones almost looked like sevens from the angle they took the picture. So that's why it linked to our account only two of her photos yeah but thank I mean, goodness I, I, it wasn't all of them <laughs> eventually we should still get the rest of the photos if we don't we can call disney and say hey you know uh i had these photos yeah. for this this i didn't get them they'll try to locate them uh manually if they have to but, yeah but you always should give them a couple days because sometimes it does take a while especially because there's thousands of people running these races yeah so for the 5k uh 
Disney does suggest that you arrive no later to Epcot than 4.30 um, for a 5.30 start time. So we were there much earlier than that. I think uh, I think we got on the bus at 3.30. We got there. I just edited it this afternoon when we filmed this podcast. And we got to the starting line about 4.15. We got to Epcot about 4.15. We got to Epcot at 4.15. Um, yes. So we, we use Disney Transportation, which we'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. Um, but that's what they, they suggest that you get there no later than 4.30. If you get there later than that, you may have uh, traffic issues coming in. Uh, you may miss the start of the race, and you may have to jump into a different corral. Taylor's over here I'm laughing, laughing right at, at some of my photos. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there was one part coming through Hollywood Studios, oh, and I was gosh. just so like. That's when you were, there were two sets of families there, like, cheering you on. No, that was after that. That was after I saw them. Oh, it must have been. But, oh, my gosh. Here's your, oh, it finally your pops picture up. with the grave diggers. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. We'll, we'll talk about that when we if get to If you're watching it. the YouTube video, I'll throw it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the marathon. But, um, yeah. Anyways, so that's what that's what they suggest to get there no later than 4.30. The buses will start running at 3.30, um, and we took a bus to Epcot uh, that is provided by Disney. So um, it was... This photo just came up, too. Oh, perfect. Yes. Um, see, Been waiting for so that. So we're starting to get the photos. I wanted to check. Um, but I, it was a lot of fun. The 5K was fun. I don't know that I would do the, do the dopey challenge again. <laughs> the dopey. Um, not that for me it wasn't... It wasn't that it was too physically strenuous. It was that I did not like getting up so early every day for four days straight. But, uh, yeah. So if you guys have any questions about the 5K, please uh, leave a comment down below uh, in the video or send us an email to the WDW1 couple. Uh, the WDW1 couple. The WDW couple one at gmail.com. Um, so... Yeah, so after the 5K, um, I think it started at 5.30, and mm -hmm. I was done at 6. Right around 6. So mm -hmm. I, I did it. I met characters, and I think I still did it in like 28 minutes. I, th I thought it was 26. I don't remember. Uh, I think I may have skipped one character. I don't remember. Uh, I wasn't there. It might have been somebody who I think I've already met before, so I was like, eh, I don't really need to meet him. But It's all about the experience, Josh. Yeah, but we went back and basically went to sleep. We did. We were tired. No, so we went back. Josh made me walk up to the front to get him a bounty platter. Oh, my gosh. I was so hungry for a bounty platter. Like, I was. It was like, if there was ever a moment in my life when it was like, I need a bounty platter from the quick service restaurant of any single Disney World restaurant that serves a bounty platter, it didn't matter which one. It was just like, please go there and get me one and bring it. You know, I actually got up there and I didn't see it on the menu at first. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I almost I been devastated. No, I almost contemplated going and getting in the car and driving somewhere to go get you, you the dang to, bounty does platter. Does Riviera have a quick service? Yes. You could have just went there. Yeah, but what if they wouldn't have had Oh, it? they might not. <laughs> Since it's a new restaurant. But, Pop Century. But whatever. Art of animation. Yeah, I could have taken the Skyliner because it was running know. by that point. Yeah. But whatever. Josh got his bounty platter. We share it. We like to share a bounty platter because he doesn't like the waffle and I don't like the eggs. Yeah. And then is that the is that the day that we slept till like one? Mm, yeah, it yeah. was. And then we went and we just like slept the whole way through the morning and then we got up. And then we stayed up really late again that night on yeah. accident. So, um, yeah. So... I don't know. I mean, you can go do stuff if you want to. Um, it is really important to note that none of these races, none of the races, it doesn't matter whether you're doing the 5K or you're doing the entire Adobe Challenge, none of these races give you admission into Epcot or any other Disney park. Um, 
they used to do that, I think, a long time ago where uh, when you did the race, you could just walk up and they would, like, let you in. That is no longer the case. To my knowledge, they do not allow you to do that. You must have a park ticket. I mean, could you imagine if every single person that was a runner... Yeah, I mean, and not only the runners, but then their families went and bought right. tickets to go in. Like the park would hit capacity, yeah, quickly. Easily. So uh, Friday was the 10K race. Um, this started and ended at Epcot as well. If you don't know, a 10K race is 6.2 miles. That's double what a 5K race is. Um, and what was kind of cool about this was my first 10K race for Disney. It was actually the first official 10K race that I've ever ran. Oh yeah. Um, and it started at Epcot, and it ran through uh, World Showcase, mm-hmm. part of World Showcase, and then went out to, like, Disney's uh, Boardwalk, Yacht, and Beach Club Resorts, uh, and then it came back in. So you kind of, like, ran the loop around, and then you came back, which was pretty cool. Um, same thing. You could meet characters. Uh, I, you know, one thing that's really nice about Run Disney races for these is that they have a lot of rare characters. Yes. So... Uh, sometimes the more common characters that you can see, which are like Donald, I don't think I ever saw Mickey out there. No, I don't think think so so. because Mickey, Mickey, Donald and, or Mickey and, oh my gosh. Mickey, Minnie, Goofy. No, it was Mickey, Minnie and, um, Dopey. You could meet every single day at the starting or finish line, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, like, most of the time, if you see some characters that you can normally meet in the parks, they're not going to have a longer line. Normally, the real rare characters are the ones where, like, people are like, oh, i got to stop and get a, a photo with them. So Like how Beast was out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that was another thing. So, I was in a corral again. Um, I got up to the very front because we were there early. And I started off uh, right away on that as well. Because, again, uh, and this was for the 10K. I missed the Mad Hatter. I wanted to get out ahead so that I had less people to wait in front of me if there were lines to wait. So that is one thing that you kind of have to consider if you're planning on doing a a run Disney race. Um, Like I said, I don't think that there is a sweep for the 5K and the 10K. uh, So you might be okay to get in line and wait for some of these characters. But if you're running the half for the full, you really need to consider your corral placement and the amount of characters that you're going to be meeting because it will take up time because for most of the marathon, we're talking there were 25, 30 people deep. In each character and line. And that, that's going to take you roughly 30 seconds to a minute. That might not sound like a lot of time, but that's a lot of time in the grand scheme of things. So if you're stopping at every couple of characters and you're taking a minute to a minute and a half, those balloon ladies are going to be coming up on you quick. So just something to consider. Um, for the for the 10K, they had two medical tents uh, and three water stations. So if something happened, you needed to stop get checked out they were there to help you do that they also have um medics riding bikes yes. throughout the race as well they don't really have them that much for the 10k and the 5k but for the half and the full they're all over They'll the place um disney again suggested that you be there no later than 4 30 that's um i think that's mostly for people that are driving uh it's a little bit different as long as you're on the last departing bus from your resort if you're staying on property you should be fine which is normally like might be four o'clock or something like that mm-hmm. um but the race started again at 5 30 and i think i was back by 6 30 which was really nice i actually was actually back before the race had even ended so i kind of felt like a yeah they were still letting I, I corrals like, out i felt like an elite runner from the half or the full marathon where normally 
Um, when people in the last couple of corrals get let go, as they're making their way out, they can see the elite runners already coming back to Epcot. So <laughs> Is that what you felt like for the 10K? That, that's, what I, that's what I felt like for the 5K and the 10K, because <laughs> even for the 5K, I made it back before they had let out all the corrals. Uh, yeah. So um, something really important to note, uh, you have to enter in through Epcot, through the staging area. They're not going to just let you roll up and just skip and walk through. Like there's security that you have to go through, a back check that you have to go through. Um so make sure that you are entering in the, the way that you're supposed to. Um, and I don't think that, I don't know if they had this on the, the 5K, but I guess they do have this on for the 10K. Um, they do say that you have to complete it within a 16-minute mile pace. Again, I don't know that there are really any areas for you to be swept during the 10K. But, I mean, again, it was fun. I had, I had a good time. Um, it was cool to just kind of be able to get out and run. But at the same time, for me, the 5K and the 10K are such short races that it is kind of like a mental hassle to get up out of bed mm, yeah. so early, go there and do that, and then at the end you're just like, well. Yeah, because you finished it in such a quick amount of time. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what we did <laughs> on Friday the for the 10K, which was pretty cool. Um, normally, I was kind of like, you know, I don't really want to do very much, but I didn't want to go back and sleep right away because I didn't want to be – super wide awake at the at, at night so we decided to go to hollywood studios mm-hmm. and we were going to have lunch over there we were going to do a dining review but i was just like i haven't slept i don't want to do a dining review so we canceled it we were there at 8 30 and believe it or not the park had opened up at seven we got boarding passes for rise of the resistance baby we did which was awesome we got boarding group 145 and the, Is high, that the last one? The highest group they boarded for the day was 149. Like that was the last boarding group that they let out. To be honest with you, at the time, I was kind of like, I really don't like that because I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> it was going to get pushed towards like the end when the park was getting ready to close. And it was going to be like, it's oh, it's ready. We can go ride. It was like around six. We had it was 553. I remember. A, we had gotten a notification that our boarding group had been called. And so I am asleep. I am dead asleep. Taylor's got the camera up, not in my face, but she's like, hey, Josh, are you ready to go? I didn't and know. I, like, I, I like gently jumped. touched his arm and said, Josh. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. And I like woke up. I was like, I was out. Oh, man. It was so disappointing because I was sleeping. But we got He's over fine. there. Um, it was a lot of fun. We wrote it. It was great. Not this has nothing to do with Run Disney, of course. You can watch the video whenever it gets posted sometime next week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, so 5K and the 10K is part of the Dopey Challenge. If you want to do that, not part of Goofy Challenge. I don't know that I would do Dopey again, just because I don't like having to get up so early. One thing that I will say that is very convenient about this um, that Peter and Sarah didn't do uh, at all this weekend, I don't think. Um, they stayed at home and they just drove over. They don't, you know, I mean, they live about equal distance as we do. Um, but we stayed on property and I don't know that I would ever do the dopey challenge, not staying on property just because it's just another hassle of like having to get up just that much earlier, get in the car, drive over, park, do all of those things. It was very convenient to just be able to get up, put my stuff together or put my stuff on, get myself together. Mm Mm-hmm. Walk over to the bus, get on the bus. They take me there. I don't have to worry about parking the car, anything like that. Well, even if we would have drove, I would have been driving. Yeah. 
but and we would have gotten there early but we probably would have had to get up a little bit earlier because the hotel was only like five minutes away where home is like 15 20 minutes away just depending so yeah all right so we will move on to the bulk of the bigger races uh for the weekend which is the half marathon which started which was on saturday and uh this starts at epcot it ends at epcot um, but what's really cool about the half marathon is that it runs through Magic Kingdom. This is uh, uh, this is one that you do have to maintain that 16-minute mile pace. Mm-hmm. If you're starting at the very back with where the balloon ladies are at, what's really nice is that if you're up in a, uh, uh, let's say if you're if we've got corrals A through H, um, which we'll really dive into what the corrals mean for this because this is where it really matters. Um, if you're in C, let's say, and you are uh walking if if c gets released 30 to 40 minutes before the last people before the balloon ladies cross the starting line in h you have got a huge buffer of time so you don't actually have to maintain a 16 minute mile pace um you can do something a little bit slower like 18 but just keep this in mind that what they're going to tell you is that your pace has to include Stopping for water, stopping for medical tent, stopping to take photos with characters, all of those things. Um, at the end of the day, you have to complete the race before the balloon ladies do. So, so the balloon ladies are at the very end of the race. They're the last people to cross the starting I've line. I've never actually seen them. I have. You and Anjo saw them last year. Anjo and I saw them last, last year. year. Yeah. We literally walked right in front of them to the finish line. Yeah. So... Let me tell you who they are, and then I'll tell you what happened last year briefly. Um, so the balloon ladies are the last people to cross the starting line, and you have to maintain a pace quicker than them. Yep. If they pass you and they stay past you and you don't pass them again. Before you get to a, a, bef- a, a sweep point. There is going to be a certain point in the race. A bus will drive across the road right behind them and right in front of you, and you walk up the stairs and get on the bus. You do not get to finish running the race or walking the race or however you are doing it. And they will drive you to Epcot, and then you will get off the bus, and you will go get your medal, cross the finish line, whatever. Yeah, I don't know exactly where they drop you off at. I don't even know if you get to actually cross the finish line, but you do still get to get your medal and your snacks and all that stuff. But you have to maintain a pace... If you're near those balloon ladies, they are doing a 16-minute mile the whole entire race. Yeah. And they finish that race with a 16-minute mile. Yep. But they are the very last people to cross that starting line. So as long as you stay ahead of them, you are going to have no problem at all. So what happened to me last year and the reason I saw them is because my hip really started hurting me. It was like my hip flexor. And I told Josh, I don't know if I'm even going to finish. Like I saw the bus up ahead, like where the checkpoint was. I was like, I'm contemplating just walking up and sitting on the bus and riding back with it. However, at that point, I couldn't even see the balloon ladies. And Josh was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I was like, just go ahead. So well, um, my dad was running too. So I was going to Leave Taylor because she wasn't. She right. may not. And I was going to go catch up with my dad. Yeah. So Josh and his dad went ahead. Our friend Kelsey was with us too. She went ahead, and it just so happened I get up near that bus, and Anjo is literally standing there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What in the world?" So Anjo's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No, my hip is hurting me," and he's like, "Oh, he's like, well, let's just walk to the end together." So we walked the rest of the race to get. Like I literally couldn't run. We just walked. And we're walking with a bunch of other people, but whatever. And we're going up the hill and we go down the hill and we're like almost into Epcot. We are literally coming into the Imagination Pavilion, like back entrance to Epcot. 
and we turn around and guess who's literally right behind us the balloon ladies we had walked so stinking slow they caught up to us and andrew and i were like yeah we gotta run now (laughs) so we'd like slowly jogged but we stayed ahead of the balloon ladies for the rest of the race but yeah i did not think we were gonna see them but we did (laughs) so that is something to consider so when we're talking about that and the balloon ladies and the corrals where it really matters is picture literally if you if, if you can in your head from a movie from whatever you need to the corrals are basically these fenced off areas where they literally herd you like cattle or sheep whatever domesticated mm-hmm. animal you want to think of into these areas and they start at a a's all the way up by the starting line and from there whenever they shoot off when they shoot a off let's say they're only going to let half of the crowd go somebody at some point some volunteer um, they're usually wearing purple jackets um, purple shirts they're going to have a tape and they're literally going to cut through the entire corral and you will then have to wait until that first half of a goes and then they're going to walk you up and they're going to take the tape down and then they're going to say three two one go and that's, that's how they do it. So they, they try to do it. They try to stage it because it just helps. Helps with the congestion. It does. Um, it helps to spread people out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not that it's a huge deal, um, but it is something to consider, you know, if you're trying to meet characters, you want to be in a, in, a, in a higher or a lower letter corral so that you have a little bit more time to stop and see them. If you are in one of the, like, end corral letters, like Josh was in H, you might not be able to meet as many characters and keep up that pace to finish the race. Or if you're lucky enough, like Josh, and can actually run pretty quick, but Mm -hmm. you end up getting put in one of those last corrals, then you'll probably still be able to meet characters no problem and still finish the race. I wouldn't say Maybe not all of them. But a few. But yeah. So um, something else to consider, too, this is from Disney's site um for resort guests participants and spectators who are staying at host resorts these are disney owned and operated resorts uh, are encouraged to utilize the provided run disney transportation uh, as traffic can get very congested with cars coming in so um that's what we do i think it's the best way to do it something to consider we stay on property and we ride a bus um if you're at bay lake tower contemporary polynesian grand floridian on the monorail loop of magic kingdom you will be required to take the monorail from your resort to TTC transfer to Epcot and take the Epcot line. Uh, there are no to buses. get to the starting line. Yeah, no buses. Um, they, I guess they can. Uh, nope, they can't really. The roads are closed. Yes, that's why you cannot drive. Like you can't, you can't drive yeah. on those roads from Epcot. So. From Epcot to Magic Kingdom World Drive gets gets cut off. So, mm-hmm. um, sixty minute mile pace again. Uh, there is one food stop for the half marathon. It's like mile eight or something 7. like that. Seven point nine, I think. Or seven point nine. Yeah, it's on there, I guess. So yeah, uh, about mile eight. Um, and they have sport beans. They used to have like the goo packets, which mm-hmm. I really liked. I hate the jelly beans. I think they're so gross. I actually like the jelly beans. I hate the goo packets. Make me sick. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you said that on here. <laughs> uh, so I think. Two things uh, to keep in mind. I think one of the best parts of the half marathon race is if you get up there early enough, you can see Cinderella Castle still lit. And I think that's a really awesome, magical moment to be able to run up Magic Kingdom. 
the sun's just starting to rise. Yeah. The castle's all lit up in the lights. And there's people that they, they let people in there yes. um, to cheer on. So that's really cool too. So you actually don't have to have a park ticket to be able to get into Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning. But they do keep track of how many people are let in there. So you do have to leave. So I guess you could go into Magic Kingdom without a park ticket then. No. I thought you just said they will let you in without one. They will let you in, but all the lands are blocked off. You can only oh. get to the main. You can but only get to Main Street USA. Well, there's only a certain time period you're allowed in there too, and then they make everybody leave. Oh, okay. All right. Before Makes the park sense. actually opens. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. They start letting breakfast people in there, but then they have to scan those people's magic bands gotcha. to make sure they have a breakfast reservation gotcha. and a park ticket. Okay. Um, so there's that. That's probably the best part about it. The most difficult part about this race is coming back <laughs> from Magic Kingdom. And really not even so much from uh, right after you get out of Magic Kingdom, but it's really kind of when you kind of make that turn around the poly mm-hmm. um, and start back down World Drive. The because the sun is now up, typically, yes. unless it's cloudy, which you were lucky and it was kind of overcast that It was day. overcast, a little misty. But typically, that's when the sun is coming up and you're on this straight stretch of road. You're not running in a park. Not nothing a lot to magical. See. <laughs> yeah, nothing there's to really There's characters see. and there's DJs. I think there's one character, actually. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Eh. This is it. This is the place <laughs> where Taylor always really has a tough time. Yes, that's my struggle out bus. Um, it's just that last stretch, and again, it. There, it's and then you to get see. you get to the end of that stretch, and then you have to run around up the ramp. Yeah, which, which is, is not is an easy worse. climb. It's a t- it's a tough. <laughs> no, climb. because it's like it's just a slight incline, and it lasts for a really long it's, time. It's it's probably it like out. at least a quarter mile, if not oh, a little bit longer. Oh, that turn. Oh, if yeah, not a little bit longer. So. Um, but, I mean, prepare yourself for that. You know, if you're out there training, you want to do the half marathon, you got to train a little bit. Try to, um, you know, make sure that you're going a full maybe 13 miles. Maybe try to go a little bit further than that. You don't have to run the whole thing, but really get out there and just make sure you're at least maybe trying to run half of it and then walk the other half. Something so that you're getting that mileage. Uh, if you're interested to see what it's like to run the half marathon to be a part of that, I live stream the entire thing in case you missed it. Uh, well, Kind of the entire thing. I ended up until losing. service cut out. I got I lost half. I lost bandwidth uh, going into Epcot, so you didn't get to see the finish. But you can see pretty much most of it uh, running up World Drive into Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. coming out of Magic Kingdom, um, and back down World Drive. So you can kind of get a good experience uh, or an idea of what to expect. Um, yeah, but for Walt Disney World Marathon uh, in January, it starts at Epcot, ends at Epcot, from Epcot to. Magic oh, we're Kingdom moving into the marathon now. So. Uh, I think so. Or were you talking about the half still? I was still talking about the half. Oh, we you can... said for the marathon. Oh, f- sorry. For the half marathon. Starts at Epcot, ends at Epcot. For the full marathon, also starts at Epcot, ends at Epcot. So uh, do you have anything else to add for half? Because you have ran the half before. I have ran the half. Um, I have actually done the half marathon not training, like at all. Yeah, so, Taylor doesn't run at all. So if you it. are somewhat in shape and you haven't really trained for it, you can probably still do it. Yeah. If you do train, you will definitely be able to do a half marathon. Um, the main thing is, um, for me, is just I get like hip pain yeah. from doing competition cheerleading my whole life. So that's my main issue. But, I mean, we ran it in three hours and 30 minutes, yep. three years in a row. So. Yep. 
I don't remember what I ran it this year, this past year. I slowed way down. The half with marathon, the you gimbal. did it in two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, I mess. I was messing with the gimbal a lot and yeah. the phone. But anyways, um, oh, and another thing too, when you're coming back into Epcot, you're not running through World Showcase. Um, usually they're cutting you off and running you through the front area of the park. You come in behind the Imagination Pavilion, I'm pretty sure. Normally. And, um, and you'll see, if you haven't ever seen it before uh, when you're running it, there are going to be some traffic controls. And different things like that because at that point epcot is normally officially opened or pretty yeah. close to it and so they're trying to move people around and about so um but yeah it's a lot of fun so uh after that i think we just basically went back and chilled we didn't really do a whole heck of a lot nope we didn't um and then we went to we'll go into sunday for the full marathon 26.2 miles let me tell you what um this was a complete and total disaster this year thanks to run disney they were trying to be really helpful and benefit the runners and it's also not really run disney's fault it's kind of well just the disney company's I mean, issue because they're doing so much construction in epcot full marathon 26.2 miles if you guys don't know um normally how the race has gone for the last several years that i've been doing it um starts in epcot goes up world drive into magic kingdom comes out the backside of magic kingdom almost uh almost exactly the same as how the half marathon gets started and then as you come back out on let's like floridian way or something like that you pass grand floridian you pass polynesian you then make a right hand turn and you go down bear island drive or something like that and then you usually you'll take that all the way down into animal kingdom um, you'll stop along the way. You'll do an out and back on whatever the road is called, Western Way. Um, you're going to do an out and back, which is terrible. Thank goodness we didn't have to do it this year. Um, you would then go into Animal Kingdom. You come out Animal Kingdom, and that's usually about the halfway point. You're about at a half marathon, 13.1 um, miles in. Normally, that's when I have to like stop and go to the bathroom. Um, and then you would go out Osceola Parkway. Out to ESPN, the worst part of the whole stretch. Yeah, because Animal Kingdom's at one end of Osceola Parkway and ESPN is at the other end of Osceola yeah, Parkway. basically. <laughs> um, and then you run through ESPN and you would then come back out. You go to Hollywood Studios and you go to Epcot. They changed the course up this year because people have been notorious. They've been complaining. I've complained about it, not really to Disney, but just in general, um, that ESPN is terrible so what they did this year is they said hey we're cutting out espn we're going to run you guys through blizzard beach but we're still missing miles so we're going to have to start you with a 10k right off the bat before you really even get started up world drive so basically what they did this year is um, we started in the same place as the half we ran out we turned back around and went back through the epcot parking lot back up into the entrance of epcot and um, ran around in there and kind of just in future world around spaceship earth area i yeah i'm trying to remember i mean it was so i i have a lot of complaints about it It was super dark it was very very tight which i think is really really bad to start off a race that, that many tight, people yeah so so tight not like a lot congestion. of room to move mm-hmm. a lot of congestion um people were following it was not well lit you're running in backstage areas that are not well lit then we move out into future world over by imagination pavilion there were no lights over there it is dark it is very dark and those walkways which they just expanded which is amazing for the festivals you can't move like there were so many runners going through there it, it was tough to move you couldn't do anything so 
Um, they did that. Oh, and you were also in H, which made it even worse. Yes. It wasn't like when he was in Corral A's where he walked right up to characters because no. there was nobody there. We're talking like it was packed. It now was he's really, in really H tough. with a lot of people. So I did not like that. Hopefully they'll be able to readjust it maybe next year. Um, and the other reason for that too, what what why this was such a huge debacle? They wanted to start the race at five o'clock instead of five thirty. For some reason, thinking that a half hour change is going to make a huge world of difference on the heat. Um, it's really not, especially for everybody that's back in H. It's not going to make a difference for you. A half hour is not going to save you. Um, you're going to hit the. You're going to have the heat no matter what. So they wanted to start at five o'clock. They told people that you had to be there no later than three o'clock. I'm pretty sure. I think or it was three thirty. Like, I think it was three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah. Um, like it, Ron Disney were, sent out an email and said, "Yes, you have to if be you're there driving, by 3:30." If you were driving, you needed to be there even earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, to park cars because they were going to have to start closing off the parking lot. If you guys saw anything on Diz Twitter at all, um, there were people on World Drive who were getting out of their vehicles, who were getting out of Ubers, who were trying to get off of Disney transportation buses to walk or run into Epcot to try and make it to the starting line. So mm-hmm. this wasn't just an issue of like, oh, there are drivers here who were lazy and decided to come late. No, like even the provided disney transportation could not get into but Epcot. the buses couldn't get in because there were so many cars because people waited so long True. to go <laughs> but at the same time it should have never came back through the epcot parking lot so um hopefully next year they're going to learn from this they're going to try and fix it yeah um and make it a little bit better there were a lot of people upset about the late start uh yeah and i mean that's the other thing too whenever you have to be there so early and now they're delaying it and especially for the people like us who actually listened and were there early yeah I mean, it was kind of frustrating. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really care that much. But, um, but yeah, so 26.2 miles. We're starting. We get off the block. Um, I really burned myself out uh, trying to get out on that first 10K out of Epcot uh, just because I was trying to get out ahead of the crowd. Plus, I needed to get out ahead of that and start. I was live streaming. So, again, same thing. If you guys want to see what it's like to run uh, or be a part of the marathon, I live streamed literally once I got out on the World Drive, which was about mile marker seven, mm-hmm. um, and literally streamed all the way till the end. The video does cut out as I cross the finish line, but you can still hear the audio, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I streamed the whole way through. There are two parts because I did lose it. No. Oh, oh what? Oh, ha- I, the gimbal. I, you had to change the gimbal. The, the gimbal. And then I had to plug my phone in, and then something happened where I took my phone off, and it, like, zoomed in, and it made the stream black, and everybody could hear yeah. me, but they couldn't see me, so I had to stop it, start a new one. So. It was pretty crazy, though. It was crazy, but. Um, the chat was lit. Is it fun? <laughs> um, it was fun for us in the chat. <laughs> yes and no. You know, the first half of the race is really cool, so the same thing, you have to run up into Magic Kingdom. If you get mm-hmm. there early enough, you can still see. Uh, Cinderella's castle lit up. Yeah. We didn't get to really see that because by the time we got there with the delayed start, um, the sun had already kind of come up and the, the lights weren't on. But it was still very magical. It was still really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another really cool thing about the marathon is that if you, depending on what time you come through Animal Kingdom, you can ride Expedition Everest. Which you got to do. Which I also got to do. On the live um, stream. On the live stream, which, <laughs> which was kind of funny because in retrospect of thinking about it now, I think I used up a lot of energy whenever I was approaching Expedition Everest and I saw the cast members there and I'm like, I'm like, is it open? Can we get on it and ride? And they're like, oh yeah. And I like, I was like jumping up and I was like waving my arms. I'm like, wow, I'm super excited to get on it. And in comparison to previous 
marathons, normally that's the halfway point. And the marathon that just, you know, last week, that was now at like mile marker 17. I was going to say the halfway. 18. The, the half- halfway point was like coming out of Magic Kingdom. Out of Magic Kingdom. So we were about at like mile marker 18 at this point. So this is normally where I'm really starting to feel the pain. I'm starting to get the cramps um, in my legs. And I wasn't feeling any of that. I think part of that was I was really distracted because I had the live stream going, which was great. Um, but I'll tell you this. I don't think I really mentioned it that much on the stream. But when I got off of Expedition Everest, I was like, that was the biggest mistake I could have made. Sitting down for about two minutes... Um, <laughs> I got off of there and I felt totally gassed. Like I had nothing left. Um, it was hard for me to even run. I was wearing a backpack for the entire race. And I think my chest muscles were starting to tighten up. My back was starting to tighten up. And every time I would try to run or jog, it was like, I, I couldn't expand my lungs. I couldn't get a, a good enough breath. Um, it was extremely challenging. It was so tough. You need to use an incentive spirometer before your next race. I don't even know what that is. That's that little blue thing I have. Whatever. The blue and white thing. I made you do it once, remember? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm all right. I brought it home from work. Um, and I don't know if you can do it at Hollywood Studios, but a lot of people were saying you could, I guess, ride Tower of Terror? I'm sure you probably could, but regular guests are getting on that. So I don't know if maybe they were letting... Um, the way I think they did it one year, they were letting runners go through the Fast Pass line instead of the standby line, I think, at but, Expedition Everest. So I don't know if maybe they were, they would have done that there at Hollywood Studios or not. But the other thing is Tower of Terror takes a lot more time than Expedition Everest yeah, so there's does. there's a pre-show. Because you have the pre-show, you have the queue, then you have the pre-show, then you have another queue, then you get on the yeah. ride. And the ride is a little bit longer than Expedition yeah. Everest. So where Everest, you just go get on the roller coaster, ride it, and you're done. Yeah, and I don't know if they were, like, letting people do that or not, so don't take me on that. But um, it is something that you looked into if you're interested. Um, what else about the marathon? You, this is the same thing. You have to keep a 16 minute per mile pacing requirement. Um, and that's the same thing. The balloon ladies are going to be at the end. There are literally like three or four ladies carrying legitimately big, like mylar balloons at the end of the race. So you will know the balloon ladies when you see them. Another couple of things about the marathon too. Uh, understand that if if run Disney officials feel that there is a hazard to runners, um, they will alter the course or even cancel the course or even cancel the entire run um, if they feel necessary. So uh, it was really weird because all week it had been nice and cool here in Florida, mm-hmm. and then Saturday and Sunday it heated up. So Well, even Saturday it was overcast for pretty much the whole race, it, so it didn't end up getting as hot yeah, as it could have been. And it was actually really nice. But, but Sunday, Sunday the sun came out. was a totally different story. Yeah. Um, once that sun broke up over the horizon line and broke up over the trees, it was uh, almost unbearable. Mm-hmm. So what they ended up doing, and luckily I would already made it past there before they uh, enacted the decision to do this. My friend Jackie said she was two people in front of this cutoff. Oh, really? Yes. Um, what they ended up doing was they cut off the entire Blue Beach section, from what I was told. They did. Um, so... Basically, once you came out of Animal Kingdom and you got down Western Way onto whatever that road is that Blizzard Beach is I off I forget of, what it's called. You you would turn right and go down into Blizzard Beach. They cut that off somewhere. I don't know if they cut it off right there and just immediately made you go left. 
I think they did. Into Hollywood Studios. Um, but that can't happen. They will change the course. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times it's where they have... It's for safety. It's for safety. And it's a legitimate concern. Uh, I mean, sometimes people just don't know when they need to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they had... They were... Taylor's at the finish line. They were having medics run up the finish line, right? To go oh, yeah. get people and stuff like that. Like so. people coming down towards the finish line, like... I don't know if they collapsed or whatever, but I did see one guy. There was a medic on one side of him and, like, his dad or something on yep. the other side of him. They, like, basically carried him across the finish yep. line. So, um, understand that. I know I know that if you're back there, I mean, I don't know this personally because it hasn't happened to me, but I, I do understand your frustration if you're back there, they cut it off, and you maybe feel cheated. Understand that it is a legitimate health concern. I mean, mm-hmm. it, heat stress, heat exhaustion is a very, very serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can die from that. And this is Florida. Even though it's January, it's still hot here. Yes. So you will still get a medal. Um, oh, yeah. Regardless, your time may not be official. And you already have your shirts from before, you know, when yeah. you picked up your bibs. So. Yeah. So um, just keep that in mind. It does happen. They have been times where they've canceled the half marathon because of weather. Oh, yeah. There um, was like rain. Lightning and rain. A couple and years like ago, they had to cancel the half. So it, it, it can't happen. doesn't always happen. Um, they do have food stations that are located throughout the marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it seems like they can't have enough of them. I wish they had more. <laughs> At the same five. time, if you eat too much, you're going to end up throwing up anyways. So uh, jelly yeah. beans and bananas, mm-hmm. this is what they have. There's five stops. One at 11.2, 17.2, 18.9, 21.4, and mile 23.1. Yeah. Just before the end. Um, and same thing, resort guests take the bus transportation. If you're staying on property and you have a car, even we recommend don't drive your own car. Take the bus transportation. Or get there really early. Because for the marathon, we did super we did drive our own car because we were checking out. But that was because we were checking out. But we were there before security was even open. Yeah. So we didn't sit and wait around to get to Epcot like, right. oh, we're driving. We'll just get there when we get there. I think like, we got there like 2.30. Something like that. Yeah, two fifteen, two thirty. So yeah, and then same thing with uh, the Magic Kingdom Monorail Loop Resorts. You have to take the monorail still. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, you might be wondering, uh, what does price look like for this kind of stuff? Uh, it really depends. I I didn't think that they were doing it, but I, it seems like maybe they have been doing it for a while now. Um, Disney is doing a tier pricing mm-hmm. setup. So uh, when they initially release all of the races uh, or they don't release them all at once, but when they release certain races like for an each event, event mm-hmm. um, the earlier that you sign up for that, you're going to pay a cheaper price. So if you wait, um, the price is going to vary. So normally it's like last minute is going to be about $185. I th- That's for the goofy. No, 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 no. That's for the half or the full. That oh. might have been the starting price. And then it moves up to like 205 is the last minute. Goofy is around 350 to like 375 oh, yeah, after tax, it ends up being like, I think almost like 400 bucks. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of me because I just do the half. Yeah. That's what I was thinking And then the, the dopey is like something around like 600 bucks. So, so here is the thing. This is why we choose to run for charity or why Josh does. Not only is it for a good cause, but it's an easier way to be able to do these races. Right. Instead of coming up with that money the day that you have to you know, register, you're able to fundraise over a little bit more time and it actually goes to a good cause. Right. Instead of just forking out that money to pay for the race. Exactly. So if you would like to join the Dragon Master Foundation team, Mm -hmm. we would we would love to have you. 
Sorry, our phones are blowing up. We would love to have you. It's not our team, but Josh is on the team. and I mean, technically, I, kind of, I could make a team for Dragon Master Foundation. I kind I of feel that. like I'm part of the team, too, because I went to the booth with Josh every she was, day. She was cheer squadding it. You know? <laughs> I was. She's cheering it on. <laughs> I'll wear Josh's uh, Fired Up t-shirt from this year at the next race when he gets a new one. Um, so, run Disney race events. Um they're great for first timers. I think mm-hmm. you don't don't feel like you have to run. Um, you can certainly walk. You can certainly walk run. You just have to make sure yes. that you don't get passed by the balloon ladies if you want to. Yeah, that's a very common misconception. We've had a lot of people message us and say, "Well, I don't run, so I can't do a run Disney race." And we're like, "No, that's not right. You yeah. you can, like, because I don't run. Right. I do the thirty or it's like the thirty three it's, hour and thirty minute yeah. half marathon. It's like thirty fifteen. Yes, you run walk, and I go with a pacer with the Jeff Galloway pacer groups, and yeah, that's how I finish, no problem. Yep, without training. Yeah, so. so just if if you need to find a pacing group, mm-hmm. um, if you're back in H, that's going to be normally the slower the slowest pacing groups. If mm-hmm. you go back and watch the live stream, you're going to hear me talking a lot about them, especially on the full marathon day. Yeah. you know, wondering where they're at, um, and kind of judging where I'm at in the race compared to where those pacing groups are at so mm-hmm. um it's an opportunity to meet some really cool rare characters yes uh I, i'm still regretting it there's goofy is obviously not a rare character but you will see some of those fab five characters with very rare outfits I on was just goofy about to talk about that. had a rare outfit on which was like a, a football outfit um and he should have got a picture with I it and he have. didn't i even said it in the live stream i'm like i'm gonna regret this i know i'm going to but it was like Again, it was like 30-some people deep. I just didn't feel like stopping and waiting for that. So Yeah, and um, Donald Duck was in like a special beach outfit, and Chip and Dale were the rescue rangers. I met I met Donald you Duck, d- though. You did, and, and you Chip met Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. So. They had Beast out, which Beast you can only meet at Be Our Guest, yeah. and Abu you can only meet at like the Halloween party or something. So, yeah, they have some really cool characters out there. And it's fun. Don't look at this as I, – I think a lot of people – come to come to Disney to run because I think some people consider it a pretty easy course but um, it's flat yeah it's, it's mostly pretty flat, much flat but really look at it as a way to if you're interested in trying to run or get into running or you're just interested in trying to run a half marathon look at it as more of like the experience of just being able to do it um, because Disney is it's about the experience it's not about having a great PR time or mm-hmm. being the first person across the finish line. You know, it's about having fun, enjoying yourself and yes. kind of like checking off something on a, on a kind of a bucket list. Yeah. I actually talked to some people at the finish line and they said whenever they had done the races, cause they were just like spectating some of the days, they said that it was an experience for them. They didn't care how fast they ran. They didn't care, you know, Yep. If they made it across the finish line in time or got swept, like, they were excited that they got to run through the parks and Walt Disney World. And, like, I actually got a little bit emotional in one of our videos coming up from the races. But, like, it's just an overall feeling that you get being there. The, like, oh, yeah. The atmosphere is so awesome. And the announcers that they have at the finish line and the starting line are always awesome, too. Like, trying to get you pumped up for the race. Yeah. And the DJs throughout the course are pretty awesome, too. Pretty good. Yep. And I, you know, I, I'm not like a super emotional person, but 
when I completed my first marathon, like that was a pretty emotional thing. You know, not a lot of people can say that they've done a marathon before. I haven't. You know, <laughs> so to be able to check that off and say that I've done it is is pretty amazing. And now I've done a couple, four of them, I think. How many Three? medals you got hanging up? <laughs> oh, I didn't even hang up my other ones. No, you didn't. 2016, 2018, 19, last year, and 20, four. So four, yeah. So four and five, five halves. halves. Mm -hmm. So soon to be six. So yeah, it, it's cool. Again, don't look at it as, it, it is very scary, I'm sure, for a lot of people. But again, go back. I'm not trying to like self-promote here our live stream but go back and just see how many people are actually walking like there are a ton of people who are walking a lot of the people that i pass that i'm walking especially towards the end they're still crossing the finish line mm -hmm. you know um they're not getting swept so just you know have fun with it do the best that you can yeah i don't know anything that's, else to add no that's just an awesome feeling even as a spectator it's awesome like you would maybe think that like oh, these races are starting at 5.30 in the morning. There's not going to be any spectators there. Like, I'm going to be nope. the only person sitting totally there by wrong. myself. Like, no, you're fighting for a front row spot yep. if you don't get there early because yep. there are so many people there. Yep. It's oh, awesome. Um, Yeah, so I know we're getting towards the end of the podcast. A few things I do want to add. Um, always be courteous to the people in purple. Those are volunteers. Oh, yeah, they're um, awesome. They are literally they're not getting paid to do anything they are getting a free jacket i'm pretty sure which is a pretty cool jacket i kind of want to volunteer just to get the jacket <laughs> no, me too <laughs> um but be courteous and kind to them you know they're just trying to do their job and they're just trying to do things the, the way that run disney is telling them to do it so what i'm mainly uh talking about here are the corral placements a lot of times people are really upset that they get put in h or they get put in g and their friend or their sister or their brother or their whole entire family this ha literally happened for the half um are in a corral that's ahead of them so there was one girl who was in h literally the entire rest of her family it was like six people were in g a b c d e f g h yeah we're in g um and i mean like they were yelling at these at these poor volunteers, um, giving them a really hard time that somebody else told them that they could all run together in G, you know, and it's like something to understand too, is that like, you can't move up a corral, but anybody can move back. So if you have friends that are in a, in a corral that's behind you and you want to run with them, you want to stay together, just move back a corral. It's really not mm -hmm. going to be that big of a deal. Um, I was literally watching, it was, it was crazy. They were, th this family was, was at the back of G, which is the start of H. Settle your arms down Sorry. a little bit there. So I'm at the very front of H, which is right where the fence is at. And this family is literally standing at H over in the corner. And their daughter is at the front of H behind the fence. And I'm telling you the entire time they are just trying to scheme and plan how they're going to get her over the fence into G and then like make their way up. And, um, and some of the volunteers were just like, at one point, the one of them just kind of like stood there and was just like watching. Um, I mean, not that they need to take it that seriously, but just be kind to them. They're just trying to do their job. A lot of them they were getting They didn't up. give you your bid placements. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and again, just, just have fun with it. Um, there was something else I was thinking of, but yeah, just have fun. Drink plenty of water. Mm -hmm. Hydrate the day before. Hydrate a Carb week before. Load, yeah, whole week before. Carb load the night before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Anything else? I don't think so. I, I there is something that I'm thinking about. And I'm totally forgetting it right now, but oh, it's okay. Oh dang! We can talk about it if I remember when we do a podcast for Star Wars, probably because I'm sure we'll probably do that. Yeah, we probably will. So be on the lookout. Next week's podcast will probably be all next about next week. Yeah, we can get one done next week. Can't okay. We? Yeah. We're gonna try. Um, I guess we're getting one done next, next week's, week. Next week's podcast will be all about Festival of the Arts. We'll do an in-depth look at uh, what is new maybe and what's going on and some of the food. Obviously, you'll be able to see some of the vlogs that will be coming out from that as well. Festival of the Arts. Uh, this is really tough because normally you guys know we do um, we do like a video the same day. Shoot. And this podcast is going to get posted the same day as well. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But be on the lookout for Festival of the Holiday. Festival of the Holidays. I was going to say Festival of the Holidays and Festival of the Arts are both very short festivals. They are. So there is a possibility you may only see one video, possibly two. There will be the podcast. It's just kind of hard to fit in these festivals because they're so short time. And we're going on our cruise. Yes, we're going on the cruise. And then we're going to get back. And Festival of the Arts is pretty much going to be pretty close to being over. And then we're going to have Epcot's International Festival of Flower and Garden. Garden. Yeah. Festival. Whatever it is. Festival of Flower and Garden. Flower and Garden. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, it is starting to get late. Uh, I have nothing else left. I think that's it. Let us know down in the comments below if you plan on doing a Run Disney event. I really encourage you to do it if it's your first time. Uh, you will have a lot of fun. And we would love to have you join us with the Dragon Master Foundation oh, if you decide to wow. do Wow. Now a Run I'm Disney on event. the spot. Now I have to like make a team. No, you don't. You don't have to make... The Dragon Master Foundation is a team. I guess. We yeah. are a team. I guess. Team I guess. fired up. Yep. Team fired <laughs> up. So, uh, yeah. We will see you all... Uh, shoot. <laughs> well, uh, you'll hear from us in the next podcast. Whenever that may be. It's been too long since we've done this. And that's the weekly breakdown. Thanks. <laughs>